<laughs> we are back. Minds Like Minds podcast. And uh, I'm your host, R.L. Melpika. And I'm the co-host, Chef Definition. And uh, we got a really, really cool, interesting guest on with us today. Uh, a wellness coach, yeah. Miss Sherry Diamond. How are you doing today, Sherry? Hello, Miss Sherry. I'm excellent. How are you? Happy to be here. Yeah, wow. we're doing fantastic. You know, as, as good as we can be, you know, trying to push out that, that positive energy and shit. All the time. <laughs> All the, All the time. time. Yes. And yes. and we push that love shit. We push, push that love, love shit. Yes. A lot. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm I'm excited to have Jan. Um honestly, you're you're one of the first um, I can't say exactly the first, but you're you're one of a few that um specifically deals with with wellness and nutrition and, and health on our podcast and we're huge advocates of it we talk about it a lot it's just we haven't had many guests of that nature so we're really excited to, to kind of chop it up with you and see what you're all about hell yeah well, i'm excited to be here and you know what i'm a big um advocate of being first so i like going first. <laughs> wow. yes right on for sure for sure um you know it's it's crazy because me and deshaun uh we've we've went through our own journeys with health and and we're still on that journey i think we all we're all on that journey um but we've had our roller coaster rides you know ups and downs and whatnot trying to figure out what's best for us and whatnot. what happened i'm sorry what happened i heard something hold on okay there it is again okay sorry it's okay i'm so sorry Oh, it's a fine. I don't even That's know the, be- the beauty of happened. editing. <laughs> we can edit that out. No right. worries. Oh my gosh. Uh, All right. Okay. You it's good? Okay. Good, good, good. So go ahead. I'm so sorry. Oh, no problem. No problem at all. No easy, worries. Easy edit. Um, but anyways, um, yeah, yeah. Excited, excited to talk about it. Me, me and Deshaun have went through our own, you know, continuously going on our own journey when it comes to health. Um, so uh, really interested to hear your journey. Like, how did you get to this point to, to where you're a wellness coach and, and you work with individuals to help them, you know, uh, as you would say, uh, kind of heal from the inside out? Right. So I'm one of those people that when I was a kid, really what I, what I really try to teach people, and, and I'll go back to how it began, sure. is really when you get to a point in your life where you're having challenges with your health or whatever it is, it only stems from two things. And what that is, is how you're socialized as a kid and you know all the conversations and the things you were told, I call it noise, Yeah. right? Yeah. So whatever noise you were told as a kid, then as you get older as an adult, what you think in your head as an adult, that combination is gonna really be the definition of your life. And along the way, we meet people and we have experiences And then we develop how we want our life to be. And from the time I was really young, um, I've always been, was always a chubby kid. I was fat when I was a kid. I got bullied for being fat. I mean, I could go on and on, right? And the way I was socialized as a kid is I come from a, uh, I was born in Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm from from Cleveland. So I didn't mean There you go. So I'm a Midwestern girl born in a Jewish family where food is everything. Yeah. Right. uh Okay. So when we were together with our family and everybody was eating bad food, it was a hip, hip, hooray. We're having a party. We could eat bad, but come home from school and put my hand in the cookie jar. And my mom and my grandma would say, you know, I don't think you should be eating that because you're getting a little too fat. So I heard that word fat 
on and off my whole life. So by the time I became a young adult, probably in my 30s, I yo-yo dieted. And then I started to go, well, if everybody thinks I'm eating too much, maybe I should not eat in front of people. So I started hiding food in my car. Mm. I mean, it's just like, it's crazy. But to get me to this point, what happened is four years ago, when I was 64 years old, and I just had a birthday yesterday. Thank oh, you. Oh, happy birthday. belated. Thank you. So when I was 64, I went to the doctor and she told me I was pre-diabetic. And I was like, oh, hell no. I'm not going on medication. I'm terrified of needles. I don't want to take insulin. What do I have to do? And she said, you're going to have to start eating better and losing some weight. And at that point, I weighed 233 pounds. I was grossly overweight. And um, I said, okay, I got to do something. And this is the turning point. You can't go back because at age 64, if you keep going down that road of wreaking havoc on your health, it's never going to get better. And then you get to a point where you can't reverse it. So it really scared me. So I went on a journey and I started researching food and what is it about food and why do we we have issues with food we all do right what is your relationship with food you know and that's the thing we all have to deal with like what is it really that's eating us not what we're eating because what we're doing is we're stuffing everything down our throat in the form of bad food alcohol whatever it is but it's getting us nowhere because we're not moving forward in our wellness correct Yes. So I went on the journey and I did all the research and then I lost 103 pounds. Wow. And I have never, I have never gained it back. That's amazing. And I found the secret, really, it's a secret that nobody will tell you, but you keep hearing keto and whole 30 and we have all <laughs> these, all these words, right? but nobody tells you why and what you're supposed to eat. What's the problem? And the biggest problem is you know, I can't give away all the tea, but I will tell you that the thing that starts down the road of bad health is inflammation. So anybody that you see walking around with belly fat, that's inflammation. And inflammation causes problems. It causes diabetes. It causes um, high blood pressure. It causes gout. Inflammation. It causes acid reflux. Right. And the statistics in this country is 45% of the United States have high blood pressure. And I keep this right here by my computer so I can tell everybody and be on point <laughs> that 88, 34.2 million people, one in 10 people have diabetes and one in three, which is 88 million are pre-diabetic. Okay. But then when you say to people, you know, they say to me, oh, you made it look so easy. You lost all this weight. And but I said, you know what? It wasn't easy but it was something I had to do. But what I learned along the way, it isn't about how you look and what size clothes you wear and what the scale says. It's what do you feel in here? Because when you start eating cleaner and you get all that inflammation out of your body, your brain starts to think clearer and you make better decisions. I've heard that before. And so that's what, that's how I got here. And then people start saying to me, Oh, it's so easy. And that word easy was like knocking on my brain. And I went, wait a minute. Everybody thinks that's what everybody wants. They want it to be easy. Is it easy? No, but I'm going to make it easy. <laughs> so now I know I've made it so easy that people have a choice. They can join my, um, they can join my group. I mean, or be 
or and hire me as a coach. And it's one-on-one. -on -one. I don't do any canned emails and I don't send videos. I sit here and talk to you like I'm looking at you. Wow. And every week for six weeks or 12 weeks, whatever you want to sign up for, I'm going to tell you, I know exactly what you're doing wrong. This is what you're going to do. And I'm going to tell you, I have not had one person tell me, this is a terrible program. I haven't been successful. I have a girl that she just sent me a text and I could send it to you. She was in my high school graduation. She was on, on my program uh -huh. and she was on it for six weeks. And in six weeks, she lost about 18 or 20 pounds. She texted me the other day. She's lost 38 pounds and her cholesterol has gone down 40 points. Wow. And she's wearing clothes that now she's sewing and doing all these things because she has all these clothes she has to take in. She's so happy. But when she first started, she'd be like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> if right, I lose right. weight and I'd be like, you'll see. And then all of a sudden you see them like transform because they're feeling better. Yes. Everybody feels better. Yep. But when I really knew that I was onto something is when I created the program and I launched it. And my primary care physician went on my program. Oh, really? That's what's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what's wow. That had he to only amazing. needed to lose like eight pounds. Right. But she's got inflammation from stress. And that inflammation in your belly is cortisol, which is the worst thing to have because cortisol causes problems. Right. And she said, I have to go on your program because I need somebody to help me. And that's the thing. Most people want to do it, but they don't have anybody who will hold their hand long enough to get them there. Right. And I will. Right. And I, I, my mission in life is to get people to get healthy one person at a time. And I don't care how many it is, but I'm going to do it. But the other alternative that I have for people mm -hmm. is they can just buy my clean eating food list. It's $9.99. $9.99. You can have a list that you can go in your kitchen and read about all the food. You don't count calories. We don't measure anything except maybe a, you know, a tablespoon here and a quarter of a cup there. There's no weighing your food. You eat when you want. When you're not hungry, don't eat. Exercise at least a few times a week and you're good to go. But everybody makes it so difficult, but they'd rather give, <laughs> you know, they'd rather give their money to a personal trainer, personal trainer. I haven't gone to the gym in five years. I go walking and hiking and I lift a little weights at home. That's it. And I'm in the best standing in the best legs of my life. That's amazing. That is amazing. You know, it's, it's, it's it couldn't be happier. It's, it's incredible how people take their, they just take their health for granted. And what I mean by that is they'll make all these other changes in their other, their, you know, other parts of their life. And they'll do so much research and due diligence. You know, I made the analogy in, in a previous podcast about people will spend so much time trying to figure out what neighborhood they want to live in or what car they want to drive or what school they want to put their kids in. But they don't put any energy in what they're putting into their body. And that's right. that, it's, it's just amazing to me. You're absolutely right. Absolutely right. What'd you say? It's not, it's not eating, you know, eating healthy first and foremost is, is, is not sexy. You know, it's not, it's not mainstream, but it's not mainstream. Like, True. like what's mainstream, the value menu at, at, um, drive through, um, all the bullshit. <laughs> In and out burger. Yeah. yeah. The, that's. Fast food, you know what I'm saying? That's the, the that's chicken, all this chicken sandwich yeah. at Popeyes. 
like you know even with this whole even with this whole COVID thing going on you know what i'm saying not saying this is not playing it down or whatever but they have yet to come out and say well you know if you eat a little bit better you eat a healthier little diet you know what i'm saying you get you some rest you get you some exercise you get you some sleep then your immune system will be a little bit more um battle ready battle tested you know what i'm saying then you can kind of you know what i'm saying not have to stress so much you know what i'm saying if somebody cough near you and you're vicinity <laughs> you don't have to go out you know what i'm saying but nobody's nobody's talking about you know nobody's talking about eating healthy right and and a lot of it is because western doctors they're not talking about it no because there's no, no mon- there's no money in it well they're in the bed with big pharma exactly also. and and you just hit the other that's the other thing is that and you also said about fast food because if economically it's affordable it's easier but here's what i am going to say there are so many foods that are on my program you can buy at the 99 cent store you can nice i mean it's it's easy and the other thing is people say oh you probably go and spend all this money at you know all these fancy stores no but i know how to shop Mm. and i'm going to tell you if you go everybody lives somewhere unless you live out in a country somewhere you live near in a in a uh, a big city you live near a trader joe's <laughs> an erewhon a uh whole foods something yep, and if you really that. go in there and look at the prices some of them are less than they are in the big chain grocery stores but see people don't want to take the time because nope. they want everything to be easy because we're all Convenience. in a hurry yep Exactly. And that's what I teach people how to do. I mean, I have a lady who's on my program right now. I love her to death. She is a coach. She's a life coach. And she's on my program because she needs somebody to tell her every week, this is what's happening. And she's doing a really good job. That's awesome. But you see, even even a doctor who went to medical school or a lady who's coaching other people, they still need help because... You can't do it by yourself. I did it alone, but I was determined. And I was also determined I wasn't going to listen to what other people were saying to me and what other people think I should be doing. Because when you start to get comfortable, you make other people uncomfortable, then they don't want you to do what you're doing. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I mean, I deal with that all the time because like me... I've been vegetarian for four years and, uh, I'm, oh, wow. Good I'm all, for you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm also gluten. I don't eat any, I don't eat any gluten anymore. That's more recent, but <laughs> thank you. But you'll, but when you go around certain people, like I shouldn't say certain people, a majority of people, they feel almost like they have to make these extra concessions for you because you don't eat what they're putting out there. And, and, and I never, that's never my goal. You know, I come, I, I come plan. I know, okay. I know what I need to eat. Do I need to eat before? Do I need to bring my own meals or whatever the case may be? But you'll notice like people get uncomfortable. They get uncomfortable for what your lifestyle is when it really has no effect on them at all. I completely relate because I went through that. And finally, (laughs) I just said, you know what? When I sit down with you or whoever it is that I was with, I never say to you, oh, you should be eating that burger and fries. I don't say a word. But everybody starts to feel guilty because I'm not. Yes, exactly. And then what happens is the food police show up. <laughs> you know. yes. No, I don't want the food police around. I'm not the food police. If you want to go eat whatever you want, I know what it's like to sit down and stuff your face. I did it for 64 years. No, 
that's that's awesome. Go ahead and do it. But I'm never going to say to you, oh, yeah, shouldn't be eating that. Mm -hmm. Maybe yeah. you shouldn't Look have that bacon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't do that. But, you know, but, everybody, but people will say to me, oh, like when I go out and I eat a burger, for example, I eat a grass-fed burger, lettuce wrapped. I ask for grilled onions, mm. um, avocado, you know, everything except the stuff that I'm not going to eat. Right. right. And it usually comes with fries. But if they don't have anything I can substitute with, I just let them throw it on the plate because I know somebody will eat them. Yes. Yeah. Someone yeah. will always eat the and fries. And so what, what do people say to me? You're not going to eat those fries? No. And then like 40 minutes later, you didn't eat any of your fries. I know. And they're like waiting because it makes them feel better if I ate bad because it makes them feel better about what they did. But I don't care what you do. Yeah. If you're happy and you're enjoying your meal, Rock on. Just don't be in, you know, in like I always say, don't be the food police. Don't tell me, hey, you know, aren't you going to eat that? Like I did something wrong. No, I'm trying not to eat that. <laughs> I, I mean, I could, I could completely... I can completely relate to that. I mean, like on both sides of the fence, because like when we, all three of us go out to eat and shit, it's it's kind of like, it's not about. Are you the food police? No, I'm not the food. I'm definitely okay, not okay. the food police. Um, no, I'm not. Um, but you know what I'm saying? It's just like we we had to we had first we had to kind of like uh, find out where we can go to eat. Because <laughs> of me. Because, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's on the no, menu? No, but I, but I always tell them there's always something that I can eat. That's not true. It's not true. You could go anywhere and eat because every place in America, they have vegetables. Yes. They have chicken. Yes. They have fish. And they have meat. And as long as they have that in a restaurant, everybody can go anywhere and eat anything. But see, you're laughing because I already know what you do. You go, well, what do you, where do we have to go eat so that you got food to eat? Right? Yes. Does he say that? Nah, I mean, hey, just, just earlier today, I was like, say, man, <laughs> look, bro, it's not even, it's not even about where can I go get something to eat? It's like, where can you go get something to eat? Whereas you're going to be comfortable with ordering something on the menu. I can find some, I can find something to eat. That's, that's my whole thing. I can, and I, I still I, eat a lot of you'll, you'll settle. I, See, for I still me, eat a lot this of bullshit. is my rule. This is, want to know my rule? This is my rule when I go out with anybody. My friends, if I go on a date, anything. I go look at the menu. And if there's one thing, just one, on the menu that I'll eat, I'm good. Okay. That's that's the difference. Because, yeah. Go ahead. Because there's one thing I can eat. So why do I have to disrupt everybody else's life? There's something for me to eat. Right, right. For right. sure. And and that's like for me in, in, in this whole journey that I'm on, um, that's exactly what I do. You know, um I if I could find one thing, like I don't have to have 14 different options. I don't have to have the cheesecake factory menu that has 17 pages of every food you could possibly think of. No, right. I, they have great. There's great good food there. I love that place. <laughs> me, me too. But I'm saying if I could find one thing that I like, I'm good. You know, exactly. Now, I, I will shy away from. I mean, I tried to shy away from like, I, I got to admit, sometimes I will shy away from certain fast foods or something just because I'm trying to. I'm trying to eat a lot more fresh food as opposed to a lot of the some of the other shit out there. So, yeah, I, so right. once in a while, I might be like, "Nah, I don't want to eat there. Let's try something else." Yeah, yeah. But if if somebody's adamant about going somewhere, I'm not going to stop that from right. happening. You know what I mean? Right. right. 
right? Was, but you're also a vegetarian, which is amazing. See, I yeah. tried it for a while. I can't do it. I just can't. It's it was. I, I tried it for I a while too. Fish, it's, it's some I hard have to shit. Eat fish and eggs. Yeah, it's 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 some hard stuff. I I've tried it for a while. Um, well, I tried it for a while, but but see, my my vision of my journey is to to become a raw vegan. So that's oh. that's where I'm on my way to. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, I can't do that either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, on, the thing I'm is, on he, my way. He's a chef, so yeah. like, and he cooks everything, yeah, so it's harder for because he's constantly around it, like. You know, it's 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 one of those things like eventually he'll get over that hump to where he can be around it uh, or he'll just become a raw vegan chef or something. Right. Well, I, I, I don't know, because I'm on a I'm on the fence where like uh, tasting the food because my palate is my biggest tool, one of my largest tools. So I can taste the food. Just not consuming, so I probably like tasting. Have to like yeah, you know, during out. COVID, one of the things I help my clients with is um, they need recipes, mm -hmm. and I love to cook. Yeah. And many, many years ago, like when I was young, maybe in my late twenties, early thirties, I was a catering manager for a Hyatt hotel here in West ah, Hollywood. Nice. Right. So I learned a lot about food service and catering, and I and I come from a family where everybody knows how to cook. And I loved it. So during COVID, I started experimenting with recipes. And now my clients will email me and say, do you have a recipe? It's getting cold where I live for some kind of a good soup. And I'll just send them off something that's on the program with all the food recipes with chocolate and desserts. There's so many things you can eat that are healthy. You just have to plan. Yeah. Planning is really key. I have a question. So sure. like you said about 20 years ago, you were the... Um director of the restaurants and stuff? I was a catering manager. Catering like, well, manager. Not, tw not 20 years ago. It's way more than 20. So <laughs> so now at that time when you were a catering manager and looking back into the food service, kind of food industry, now, have you noticed a big change in the industry? Big change. Mm -hmm. Because there was a time. So when I worked at the Hyatt, that's when like movie stars like um, like Mel Brooks and the girls that were on Charlie's Angels, those kind of, they all came and Farrah ate Fawcett. in our restaurant. Mm -hmm. Farrah Fawcett, all of them. Uh -huh. used to come and eat in our restaurant. And it was filled with people like that. And all the rock stars used to stay at our hotel. And they used to call it the Riot House. Nice. <laughs> the riot, that's because they used to come and just, you know, just, it was crazy. It was a crazy time. And when I look back now, like you could when it went in a restaurant and whatever was on the menu, you might ask for the meat done a certain way or the bread toasted or a dressing, but it wasn't like it is now. Can I substitute this? Or can we take away <laughs> right, that? Right, right. <laughs> right? And I'm famous for that. I've been doing that forever because if I want something, I want it the way I want to eat it. Yes. Right, right. But absolutely. the way food is, is prepared, um, the way the menus look, um, everything is different because people are supposedly eating healthier. But in my neighborhood, they just opened a place that's um, it's New Orleans food, and there's oh, okay. a lot of gastro gastro pubs. And I'm like, why are people doing this? Why are we promoting bad food? Yeah, what's a gastro pub? What is a gastro pub? pubs where they like serve pastra fried pastrami sandwiches, like. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's crazy. Well, you're, it's you're, like it's like bar food only. 
worse. Only it's very, um, it's very what? Uh, it's like bar food, but worse, worse for you. <laughs> no, it's bar food, but it's like elevated bar food that's um, fancy. Fruit, Let's fruit. put it that way. Fruit, fruit, yeah, bar food. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, and you know, it's like it's like everybody's trying to reinvent um, what a restaurant is, and and the way they have it now. You know, the service that you're getting now is completely. I know it's completely different than it was. You know, shit, probably even 15 years ago, much less exactly. 20, 30, 40. Um, a lot more self serve. A lot more order on order on your phone. Come pick it up. You know that a, whole, a lot of more a la carte. Yes. Right. Yes. And and that because of what you both just said. That's a reason why you can still eat clean and get healthy because there's a million places to eat. Sure. I mean, honestly, I love cooking at home, but on the weekends, I like to go out. And there's, there's a million places you can go and eat, but I really like to cook at home because it's so fun. And fresh food is you like once you, start, once you start eating clean and you feel good, yes. fresh food is like you crave the good food, yes. right? Yes. Yeah, you I definitely tell, get off the bandwagon out of all that bullshit, bro. I tell I tell people to just start journaling. Like, okay, if you go eat at Wendy's, I want you to write down how you feel that afterwards and probably the next day. Then I want you to eat something good. And when you eat something fresh and something good and something, you know, um, I don't know, just not processed, basically. I want you to write down how you feel and, and do that for about two, three weeks. And you will see a difference. You will feel different. And once you understand that, you can acknowledge that. Then now you can start moving towards. Okay, now we can make we can make a change. There you go. You said that's that's a hundred percent correct. Because what happens is, after a while, your body starts talking to you, and you're going to eat something bad, and it goes, "Oh wait, no, no, I'm not having that anymore." <laughs> and and then you have to decide: Do you want to wake up and be miserable, or go to bed with a a horrible stomach? Or do you want to feel good? And after a while, you decide you want to feel good. It's like with alcohol. People go, well, what about drinking? I'm like, you can drink on my program. You just can't drink everything you want. You can drink three. You can like, drink you four things. Wake up, um, do you want a full night's sleep or do you want to wake up at about 4.38, <laughs> rushing to the bathroom because you're having a bad dream and shit, <laughs> having a nightmare? <laughs> oh, my God. This happens to me worst. so many times. It's the yeah. worst. Yeah, it is. It's horrible. But, you know, something that you just said about writing down how you feel, that's really in alignment a little bit about one of the things I teach my clients is, especially in the beginning when we do a consultation, Mm -hmm. I give everybody a free 15 minute consultation because I want to make sure this is really what they want to do. And I want to make sure that I really want to take them on because I won't take them just because they're going to pay me. Nice. I love because it. that's yeah, that because if they're not if they're not going to really be in it with me, then it's not going to work, and you're going to waste your money. And I don't want you to waste your hard-earned money, and I won't take it. And that's yep. really the truth because it's not about the that. money, right? It's yeah. about the journey. Exactly. Right. I I told a um I told a lady a potential um client that wanted me to do meal prep for her, and um you know the question comes in or the statements like oh you're so expensive. But um, if you wanted a cheaper meal prep, I can do a meal prep for you for seven dollars. <laughs> but you're gonna be eating plastic. You're gonna be eating uh, water. You know what I'm saying? Maybe some grains, some some gruel, some shit like that. Um, but you know, it's kind of like if we're talking about meal prep and we're talking about bettering ourselves. So you know what I'm saying? My my point of view is gonna be like, I definitely want the freshest product. I, I want the um, 
the best products that I could, I could pick. You know what I'm saying? Like fresh fruits, fresh vegetables. Um, even the meats that I choose, they usually be fresh meats. I don't really do frozen anything or canned. I, I definitely don't do canned anything. So, you know, um, the value is it's a little higher. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm trying to promote wellness. You know what I'm saying? Right. Wellness. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. But but one of the things I would say, you know, um, going back just a second, is I tell people, look, write this down. What are all the reasons why you want to go on this program and achieve a goal? Whatever it is, if you want to lose weight, you want to feel healthy, you want to get off medication, I don't care if it's because you want to make your boyfriend jealous. I don't care. <laughs> write it all down. Right, right. Revenge right. body. Why do you want to do it? <laughs> yes, why yes. did you say? Revenge body. Right. The good old proverbial revenge body. You know? So then after you do that, take a pen and cross out everything on that list that is out of your control. Ooh, I like and that. as soon as you do that and you're faced with what you can do, yeah. now you have a choice. Because when you stop worrying about the crud you can't control in life, that's when your whole life opens up. And that's really what I noticed about me. Because I was so busy, you know, when I was young, I have to do this and we have to do that. And you have to marry the best person and go to the best school and chase that dream. And but, and I wasn't that kid. I was chasing being me and finding myself and learning about people. And really, I didn't realize I was living my life from the inside out all along. Because anybody right. that knows me for, you know, a million years will tell you money has never been the forefront of my life. And that's why money still isn't with my my course. That's it's about really, what are you going to benefit from it? And I, I realized that my own journey, I let other people influence me when I knew my gut was telling me no, but I felt like I had to, or I was going to let people down. And the only person I was letting down was me. Yeah. Yep. And then yeah. I finally decided, you know what? That's it. I'm done. And then I, and I'm, and you have to stop looking in the rear view mirror because you can't go forward with anything in your life. If you, That's if you're awesome. constantly looking backwards, you can't, you can't go forward. Ever. My and along the that. journey, you have to help other people get where they want because yes. if you don't help other people, you can't get anywhere when it's me, 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 me. Absolutely. Eliminate yeah. the ego. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, saying we, we receiving information, receiving knowledge too. To not to hold on to it forever, but to pass it on and that's to make right. other people's lives better. Yeah. That's right. That's true. Humanity. I mean, that's that's what it's all about. I mean, like everything you said, I mean, I know you alluded to this earlier. You talked about, you know, when you start living from the inside out and and, and the inflammation and, and based on what people are eating and how um, once you start eating the right things, your body starts eliminating that and, and basically healing itself, healing from the inside out. Yeah. The misconception out there is that people don't realize that their body heals itself. They they rely on medicine. They rely on, and I'm not trying to say doctors aren't knowledgeable and don't know what they're doing. That's not what I'm saying. Doctors, right. you know, they, they're extremely knowledgeable. Um, they know what they're doing. Right, but they're a part of a system. And right. that system in Western civilization is ultimately, you know, to lean on medicine. Yeah, they'll give you advice on yeah, you need to eat better, but they're not going to they're not going to dive into it unless they're a nutritionist or unless they're a wellness coach per se. Because they know that ultimately what brings money to their system and their industry is medicine. So, 
If you look at the top, the top sicknesses that kill people, cancer, um, heart, I'm sorry, heart disease, cancer, diabetes, those are all internal things that your body can heal itself with by providing it the proper food, the proper fuel, the proper diet, proper exercise, proper lifestyle. You're absolutely right. Because, and, and when you start taking more than one or two medications, as soon as you start taking more than that, it's usually harder to reverse everything because it just keeps compounding. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, um, when you have, when your joints hurt or, or you, um, feel like you've been exercising and your body feels, uh, doesn't feel as strong. What do most people do? They go and they, and they, um, sit and take a hot bath. You can do all these things, but really what you should be doing is you should be eating foods that are antioxidants because antioxidant foods help your joints. I mean, there's all these things when they say food is medicine, believe it. It's true. When I used to hear it, people would say, you know, food is medicine. I'd be, that's a load of crap. Food mm-hmm. is medicine. And guess what? Food is medicine. Yep. And yep. I was 100%. wrong. I was wrong all along because I wasn't ready to listen to the message. Yep. And, and how could you be with the way society is? I mean, everything you turn on TV, they're not promoting wellness. Wellness doesn't make money. So like, unless you're on your own journey, unless you've faced something or unless you've got some type of, um, you know, protege or or somebody taking you as an apprentice or something like, how are you, how are you ever really going to know if you're looking outside, outside yourself? Cause it's not there. Like it's something that you kind of have to do on your own. And you know what you said about, we change when we're faced with something and that's really what's going on in our country Mm -hmm. is until people get killed. They don't care about changing the laws. Do you know what I'm saying? We have to wait for a catastrophe to happen to go, yeah, maybe we shouldn't do that anymore. It's the same thing with eating good and food, Mm -hmm. right? But it's easier to go to the doctor and people say, well, the doctor said, well, the doctor said what? If the doctor said, go jump off the roof of of your house, would you do it? Oh, no. Right, they right, might, right. They right. might. Right. <laughs> There's the some doctor, that might. The doctor said a lot of shit. The doctor said a lot of shit. Yeah. A lot of shit. Yeah. They all yeah. say a lot of shit. A lot of, and people are listening to the wrong voices. Right. So I want to be a voice that when I'm talking to people and I'm looking at you like I'm looking at you two right now, you get where I'm coming from. You understand oh, yeah. what I'm telling you. But if I talk to you on the phone or I send you some canned video, you're going to be like, yeah, this won't work. Right, right. No, it's it's the personal aspect. Number one, you want to see, you want to talk to somebody and and have that interaction with somebody. Um, number one, who's done it before? Like you're you're a walking testament. You know what I'm saying? So that's number one. And number two, you want that energy exchange. Um, that that to me, that's the Definitely. most important thing. You know, an energy exchange between the two individuals to know that not only are you here telling me and giving me the tools. But you're also you also have a level of empathy that you're providing me that's make that's that's making me kind of invigorating me and kind of giving me the motivation to do it. Like that's important because a lot of people out there in those individuals world, like I bet most most of your clients don't have a person like that for them. Well, they do, but not like you described. And the other thing is, really, I want them to know that I'm there. I'm like their champion. No matter what, I'm going to be there. You know, I'm not going to, 
I'm not going to let them go for six weeks or 12 weeks. And after they're done, if they need something from me, just send me an email or send me a text and I'll help you. You know, can you send me a recipe? Sure. It takes two seconds to send them a recipe. I'm not going to go charging them money for a recipe. You know, I'm not one of those wellness coaches that I'm looking to go on my social media and tell you that I made $2 million in 2021. Who cares? <laughs> right, right, right. Who cares? Because how did I get there is really what's important. So what's important for me is I'm going to help you get healthy, but I also want you to believe in yourself why it's important when you make certain choices that your life can open up to you to all kinds of new experiences and yes. things start coming your way without you even realizing it because you've like you've cracked yourself wide open yes you know um when when we're going through these life changes you know this process um one thing is important is that, that we want to have a level of energy to attack everything to accomplish our goals and to get further into the process to get further down the road other journey so we we need to have we need to be eating right we need to be eating somewhat clean consciously you know what i'm saying so we can have that fuel i know like one thing with myself like i'm 47 years old so i'm kind of thinking about my 50s i want to go into my 50s how old did you say you were 47 wow right on bravo to you Thank you. <laughs> it's the marijuana. <laughs> nah, nah, it's the it's the it's the jokes. It's really, you know, keep me young, my children. But I I want to go into my fifties able to not really go play basketball because I don't really do that anymore. But I want to be able to be active. You know what I'm saying? Uh go swimming, go running, go go car riding, go play golf or I just don't want to be taking like, um, well, Monday I got to take three of these pills. <laughs> right. Tuesday the I got to take the pill the, box. Yeah, the, <laughs> the Monday the, through Friday proverbial pill box. Pill box. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to be like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, no, I just don't. Can you don't still do all those things with your kids right now? Oh yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. then that then oh, as yeah. long as you stay on the right course, mm -hmm. you're going to do it. You know, my goal is. My goal is I want to piss off the whole world and I want to live forever. Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yes. Shit, yeah. Yeah, yeah because I, I'm going to just say that when I had my birthday yesterday, I went, okay, I'm not doing bad at all at my age. Oh, definitely not. You know, and so in two years, that. in two years, it's crazy to even say the words, but in two years, I'm going to be 70 years old. I'm like, wait, who are we talking about? Because it can't be me. Right, 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 right. Because yeah. I have enough energy than most ten-year-olds. Right. Yeah, and that's what, and that's ultimately what it is. Like, age is just the number. That's definitely I mean, where definitely. you want to be. Yeah. You know, because like once we, you start breaking down in the mind, and your body started breaking down. I think that's when we start getting old, right? But if if we have, you know, having something to look forward to, you know, what I'm saying having something to ah, get that gusto to, like for us right now, it's. You know, it's helping people. You know what I'm saying? It's it's trying to tr trying to provide a, a positive outlook on things. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, and we have to we like what the two of you are doing, which is beautiful. You know, thank you. is we need to shine more light. Yes. Because yes, we can yes, all wake up yes. every day and find a million things to yeah. be upset about or sad right. about. But really, here's where the question comes in: How much of it can we control? Probably ninety percent of it we can. Right. So let's focus on the 10% and let's go spread joy and light and help other people and show other people why 
life is really beautiful. It's all the perception and the perspective that you have in the lens you're looking out of. But once yeah. you change that all around and your insides become better, that all changes by osmosis. Yeah. And, and, and the, I have a real simple formula that I, that I tell the people that I work with and, and on this podcast as well. And it's very simple. Like you can control yourself, right? So you want to eliminate as much toxicity from your life as possible. You know, that starts with what you eat. Are you eating toxic food or are you eating food that's for the betterment of your body? Right. Are you hanging around toxic people or are you hang? Are you around people that are for the betterment of you so you can be the betterment for them? Same thing. Are, are you in a toxic job? Are you in a toxic relationship? Do you there watch you toxic shit on TV? What do you spend your time doing? If you that balance, if you eliminate the toxic shit in your life and you will see how many great things and how amazing your life can truly be. Right. And, you know, you're you're so right. I was like, do you want to come and teach my course with me? Because you're like, right? <laughs> no, because you know what? Because here's the thing, you know, we're laughing, but I'm always looking at other people. One of the things that I really noticed that I'm trying to tap, been trying to tap into for a while, and it's not easy to do, is that the real clients who need help that are that won't do it, a lot of them are men. Yeah. A lot of that. But men don't want to speak up. And raise their hand because if they went up, go on my program, I've had two men on my program since I launched it. And one of them just wanted to um, get more energy. He didn't need to lose any weight, but he felt lethargic all the time because the food's weighing him down. Yeah. And the other one wanted to lose weight and he did. But it's almost like they, they sign up and it's like, don't tell anybody I'm doing this. And it's like, you should be telling everybody you're doing it. Do you understand that if more men spoke up? Well, well, they're, they're afraid of, <clears throat> first, they're afraid of, of being ridiculed. They're, right. af they're afraid of being shamed. Um, first and foremost, from a man's point of view, I could see how they could be kind of like uh, standoffish as far as asking for help because... I mean, it's kind of it's kind of thrown off. Men don't it, ask yeah, for it's kind of thrown off. I mean, because it's like okay, you know, I was saying earlier, the true show of strength is being in touch with your emotions as a man. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Not letting your emotions control you and be able to handle them. Not vice versa, or not on the other end. Like, well, it's a man. I'm a man. I'm not gonna ask for no help. I'm so prideful. And then, you know, you end up nosediving, you know what I'm saying? Because of your pride, because of your ego, you know what I'm saying? At some point in time, as men, we got to kind of let that shit go and understand that if we need help, we need help. Because, there, like you said, there are a lot of men out there that are misguided. You know what I'm saying? They are lost. You know what I'm saying? And there's a just, lot of men that are fat shamed more than women, but they won't speak yeah. up. Yeah, no, that, that is true. That is true. Like the resurgence of the of the dad bod. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so before it was like the six pack. That was the end shit. You know what I'm saying? Now it's like the dad bod. I think Will Ferrell kind of ushered that in. Well, maybe so. But but, but what we're seeing is yeah, what we're yeah. seeing is is a lot of the a lot of the stigmas and a lot of the morals <laughs> kind of slacking up now because you know once you get 35, 36, it's it's hard to have a six pack. You fuck around. You know, I always say that men don't ask for directions. 
Men don't ask for help and men don't go to the doctor. That's why men find Pride. a woman. That's why men find a woman and they let her do everything. Yeah. Pride. Hey. At the end of the day, it comes down to pride. Yeah, I, like, I, I'd rather have some beautiful motivation in my life than be like, nah, I ain't going to do that shit. Yeah, no, no doubt. But I mean, it comes down to pride. It comes down to this patriarchy and indoctrination and conditioning of <laughs> Definitely indoctrination. What, what a man is supposed to be and what a man's supposed to act like. A man's not supposed to. All that bullshit yeah. that has caused hey. such a mental health issue in the world and it's today. Sense. Creative you know. mental illness. Yeah, basically. Yeah, just trying to stick to those and, guidelines. And, that, and not just men. I mean, even if we go cultural, like I know in, in, in the, the, the brown and black culture, it's the same thing. You know, it's oh, even it's even elevated. very prevalent there. Yes. That's the that's the, the conversations and the noise that y'all heard when you were kids. The, men the don't machismo. try and men don't do this and you got to be macho. And, yep. Yeah, the machismo And then mentality. what happens? Yep. Right? We, hey, yeah. why, there's no, there's, that's not a coincidence that... Men die younger than women. It's not a coincidence that brown and black men die younger than anybody. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, and, and then if you even look at it from a society standpoint, look at the urban neighborhoods. What type of restaurants are there? What type of food options are there? Fast food. You know what I'm saying? For the most part. Now, obviously, they all have grocery stores. They Shitty all have food. the opportunity to, to get the good foods. But that indoctrination, you know, who's teaching them, you know what I'm saying? That, that type of thing, which is a whole different, <laughs> different podcast. But, but, but totally you're different both podcast. correct about all yeah. of it, you know, but the other thing is the foundation really is, do you like yourself? Like when you get up every day and you look at that person in the mirror, what do you think, you know? And, yeah. and I'm going to say, I tell this to my clients, so I'll just tell you that when you're not sure about something, I'm going to tell you the best way to work through it you can ask a friend or your wife or your girlfriend or your, you know, your, your spouse, I mean, your uh, siblings, your parents, whoever, but the person you really need to deal with is the one that looks you in the mirror. And when I do That's something fine. that I'm not sure of, or I think I really messed up, I sit down and I, I sit down and I look in the mirror and I go, what is wrong with you? Like, <laughs> right. you know, and I like do this to myself because <laughs> I need to get clear about what I'm really doing, because that's right. the thing. We are all afraid because of fear and ego to really get clear about ourselves. And once you do that, it's like you get this instant protective coat of armor that yep. you walk around in and you feel like, look, nobody can, nothing's going to harm me because I'm going to be good either way. Yeah, that's a, that's a, a very high level of mental freedom that you have where... Oh, I like that high level mental freedom. That's a high level of mental freedom. Yes, that that people can't they can't penetrate that aura. They can't get inside that force field because you're too positive. You know what I'm saying? Are you too 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 in tone with yourself to let someone else's outside influence influence who you are as a person? That's where right. that, that that doing the work from the inside out comes into play. You know yeah, what I'm saying? you have to figure it out for yourself. Right. Absolutely. And not what other people think you should be doing. Because when I look right. back at the times in my life when I went, okay, I'll do it. But really inside I went, I don't really want to do this. And then I finally had to learn in certain situations that no is an option. But how you <laughs> deliver the message is completely different. Right. If you say to people, you know what, thank you for whatever, but really this doesn't interest me. Well, what are they going to do? They can't kill you, right? right? You're about to say no. But if you say to them, yeah, I'm not interested, and I, that's a whole other level. Yep. 
Yep. But when you say no in a kind and courteous, matter of fact way, people don't have a choice but to listen. And the respect, yeah, and the respect. I can dig that. Yeah, for sure. I can for sure. That. How how would you? Uh, I want to. I'm, I'm I'm curious. How would you kind of change if you had the power to change? kind of the whole construct of how American society is when it comes to food, diet, wellness, what would, what would you do? And I don't know if you've ever been asked that question, but it kind of popped in my head. So I'm going to deliver that message to you. Well, I'll tell you, honestly, it's really ironic that you asked me that question because one of the things that I'm, I'm trying to do right now and I'm starting locally where I live is I want people, you know, when I was a kid and I went to school, I'm going to really date myself, but it's okay. You know how old I am, so who cares? Yeah, it's a number but a number, right? Right. We had home economics. You took home (laughs) economics, and you took sewing and cooking. Well, today, it doesn't matter if you're a boy or a girl. You can take everything. Girls play football. Why don't we teach kids when they're young in school about good food, about nutrition? Because it doesn't matter what your parents teach you, but... If you can start the conversation when they're young and make it fun and cook with kids and do that kind of thing in school. And the other thing I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get schools to for $9.99, you know, they could buy it. I would split the cost with them. Right. Buy my food list and sell it as a fundraiser for your school instead of candy. Wow. Yep. I love it. I um I'm I just wanna um I, I took home egg as a child. Wait, I couldn't hear you. I took home ec as a as a kid and um, growing up, it's one of my favorite favorite subjects. And, and that's probably like, why you love to cook. Probably so. Like I mean, I always loved to cook, and then when I took home ec, it just kind of heightened it. And um, then I went to culinary school. Um, well, you know, I got trained in the military, and then I went to culinary school. So it's always been a part of me, like since a little bitty kid. But I really yeah. did love home ec. I, yeah. I loved it. Me too. I've been cooking since I was little. You know, I had an easy bake oven when I was five. And my, I was making my, it, right? my girl cousin had one, and we used to make the little uh, <laughs> right. The, yeah, the, the little cakes and things. Yeah, yeah. yeah I right. remember and, that. and really, it doesn't matter where you come from and what culture you are. At food is everywhere, right? Right, 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 right. And yes. so I want. I think when we start young, you know, I don't think your kids at, when they're six and seven years old do they need to be a vegetarian? That's up to the parents. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Right? My daughter, my daughter, but I think in moderation, <laughs> if you can teach them why it's better to take to make healthier choices. Yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, right. and I think it would be fun if they had a class in school where the kids knew, oh yeah, fourth period, I'm gonna go to class and we're gonna cook. And it, I mean <laughs> we're gonna that, make some pancakes. <laughs> well, yeah, and the other thing is it's very interactive. So they get to interact with people and you get to learn how to collaborate. And Social there's so skills. many things that come yes. out of the joy of food. Oh yeah. yes, for sure. And um, food transcends cultures. Um, I was just saying that about when I was in the military, we would make this uh, dish. I was just telling you about this the other day. So we would make this dish because, like, um, there's a lot a, a lot of Filipinos on our ship, right? And so one dish that they make is called chicken adobo. And we'll, oh, you don't know what that is? Right on. It's good too, huh? Right? It's yeah. Good. So so what they do. And then what I adopted, I started doing, they would make a big pan, right? So once we make this big pan, man, like a big old pan, all this chicken, the vegetables and everything, we make a separate pan of rice. Then we'll put plates out on on, uh, mess decks and the tables. 
and whoever wants to come in can come in and join, you know, like a fellowship kind of thing. Everybody's just kind of eating this adobo. And we have all different cultures here eating this chicken adobo that a black guy made that's inspired by the Filipino dish. You dig what I'm saying? So yeah. we're just all like in this this big um, family per se. And it's just all related with the food and, and the it culture. Opens conversations. Oh, yeah, definitely. Right? It's, it's some beautiful it's some beautiful stuff yeah really yeah is. food i think food and music are two of the most beautiful things mm. to bring people together i agree yes. i definitely agree i Agreed. definitely agree good food and good music goes hand in hand yeah and a good drink occasionally isn't bad you either. know yeah you know a little vino uh, once in a while. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on what you gonna roll something up with that then you know what i'm saying but yes yes you're correct um let me ask you this sherry uh with you having a Jewish background, give us, I've always been interested in, in, in Jewish cuisine. Can you, can you give us a couple different? Interested in what? Jewish cuisine. Oh, Jewish cuisine. Well, come on. So have you guys ever been to like a Jewish deli? Um, long, long, long time ago. Cause okay. Yeah, so long, one long of the staples ago. that every, you know, I don't even know how to make it and I shouldn't even admit this on a podcast, but <laughs> we won't chicken tell. soup. Chicken uh, soup with matzo balls is like uh, any Jewish girl that doesn't know how to make that, people would say is a fail. <laughs> okay. But I don't know how to make it. And I never, I, I didn't care to learn how to make it. But if my grandma or my mom or somebody else was making it, I'll have it. But it just didn't interest me to make it. So that's a big staple. It's really funny that you say that because growing up, I had a um, Jewish friend in like a middle school, right? And um, his, his parents invited me over to eat and um, I went over there. And it's crazy that you say that because we had chicken soup with matzo balls in it, right? And so, because I was asking, like, what were these little balls? Like, the little balls. And that's where, um, you know, I got my my first knowledge of matzo balls and right. Jewish cuisine. So Did you like them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm very open-minded to learning about any kind of culture that I come ac- across yeah. with. Yeah. How they eat and, you know, what their cuisine is, what their delicacies is, things like that. Even in the military, I travel all around the world, and, and that's that's kind of one of my that's always been one of my drives is to like learn about. Yeah. Um, the other foods. thing in my family that was a big hit was brisket. Okay. Hell my yeah. mom was like the brisket queen. Oh wow. She, okay. Oh yeah, my mom made the best brisket, and the and my grandma used to make the best meatloaf. And mm. the best part about both of those dishes is the next day. You could eat them in a sandwich. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was like, <laughs> right on. On. So I got to yeah. ask. Right I got to ask. What, what is And then one? like on holidays, like um, like Hanukkah, uh, okay. the thing that oh, you're supposed okay. to eat on Hanukkah is potato uh-huh. pancakes. We call it latkes. Potato pancakes? You, I'm sorry. You call them what? Latkes. Latkes, yes. Okay. We made those on the ship. Nice. Yeah, see? I'm hungry. So you got you got injected. <laughs> He's Jewish by osmosis. Yeah, <laughs> right on. Okay, okay. Let me ask again. What what are matzo balls? Like, what are they made of? What, what, what's the? Go ahead, tell them. No, you tell them. Um, I don't know if it's like a. I want to hear what you think matzo balls are. It's kind of <laughs> like a dough. It's kind of like a cracker dough. You know what I'm saying? And it's like little. It's like balls. a dumpling. It's like a it, dumpling. Oh, right. Okay. It's like, yeah, like a dough, like a dumpling, like a. That sounds round. really good. And, and some chicken noodle yeah. soup, you said. Yeah. Mine, it kind of breaks down a little bit. Minus the chicken, but the noodle soup. <laughs> Matzo ball no, noodle soup. No, but yeah, I'm gonna yeah. tell you, in some chicken soup, like if you go to certain delis, uh huh, um, the old time delis, 
they'll give you chicken soup with matzo balls and noodles. Oh. Then nice. you know you scored. There right, you right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's crazy, man. Like it was, it was. Um, yeah, it's like so long ago. I'm talking about like, I'm probably like eight or nine and, and my friend, you know what I'm saying? We would walk home from school together and I would go over to his crib and we'd eat and he'd come over to my house and it was crazy. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's crazy. beautiful. Beautiful That's friendship. That's so cool. What else, yeah. what, what other um, Jewish, like really ethnic foods did you ever try? Um, I, I tried balut. You ever heard of balut in the Filipino what? culture? Yeah. Balut. balut. <laughs> oh Yeah. I know what that is. Yeah, like six days before it's hatch, uh, duck eggs or oh, or geese. Yeah, duck eggs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And what about what about Jewish food? What other Jewish things did you eat besides matzo ball soup? I don't. Do do bagels count? What <laughs> bagels? <laughs> bagels aren't bagels Jewish? Oh yeah, bagels and nuts. <laughs> yeah, I love bagels. B- bagels. But um, bagels b- are a Jewish thing. I mean, it started out that way, but now everybody eats bagels. Right, locks and bagels. That's now, I have like a lot of um, uh, Jewish or Jewish uh, gypsy culture, like Romani mm-hmm. gypsy culture in my family. So um, they had some interesting that. dishes, like some like chicken paprikash and halushka. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of those. But chicken paprikash is really, I think that Coming is Polish a um, what do you call it? Right? Hungarian dish because I had a Hungarian aunt. And she oh, made right. chicken okay. paprikash all the time. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't a fan. <laughs> <laughs> but the Hungarian food that I love mm-hmm. was stuffed cabbage. Yes, my stuffed grandmother cabbage, used to make yeah. that. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah my, uh, my on my grandmother's side, they're Hungarian gypsies. So the, that's where the chicken paprikash comes from. The the stuffed cabbage was kind of her staple dish. Yeah, stuffed um, cabbage was everything. My mom used to make stuffed cabbage. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Interesting. Straight yeah, up. nobody in my family made stuffed cabbage. So I used to go to my, um, I was friends um, with these twins and their mom made the best, the best stuffed cabbage I ever ate in my life. And on Tuesday night, they used to eat stuffed cabbage and I was always sitting at the table. Right on. <laughs> I love it. My mom also made meatloaf, man. I yeah. was just, I was just talking to my mom earlier today about meatloaf. And, um, really? We, yeah, we were on Pinterest, and um, Pinterest just is, is just an amazing place to just look up uh, ideas and menus. And Absolutely. Came across this uh, meatloaf dish. So, like, man, we're so locked in with the universe right now. We were having these conversations earlier today. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know like, what? I, the universe takes care of everything. Yes, it, does. it does. Yeah, and it's everything. in due time. Yes. But what's funny about the meatloaf conversation is my grandma, when we were having meatloaf, I would say to her, Graham, could I have, could we have a different meatloaf? And she knew what that meant because my grandma used to put a hard boiled egg in the middle of the meatloaf. So when you cut it open, there was egg and it would be like, oh, are you kidding me? Yeah. What? You can't, can't ruin a good meatloaf with egg. <laughs> so it'd be like, it'd be like raw egg in the middle, like runny egg no. or just be no, like a hard boiled egg. Okay. 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 So it'll be a, a whole hard boiled egg right in the middle of the meatloaf? Right in the middle with the meat. And then she put it in the pan with the sauce and everything. And then when you slice it open, you get a little meat. It's like a, it's like a, a egg in a hole. You know how you make uh, egg uh, in a hole? Only uh-huh, it's with uh-huh. meatloaf. Okay. Yeah, I could do that. I and I'd be that. like, yeah. oh, no. Yeah. Our, 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 produce, our producers, um, 
I don't even know, Yugoslavian, Bosnian or something. Yeah, he's saying that's how he, he used to get I, down. Yeah, he, I guess he eats the meatloaf with the egg in the middle. He's he's rubbing his stomach like he's hungry right now. <laughs> Is he hungry? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. That's what's up, though. Oh, man. What, what part of Cleveland are you from? What part of? Cleveland. So I was born in Cleveland, but okay. I live in Los Angeles. Right, so right. When, I moved to I moved to Southern California a month before my twenty first birthday. So I've lived here okay. over forty years. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, wow. I love it. Yeah, I That's lived in beautiful. San Diego for four years, and then I came to LA. I did too. Crazy. I was in the military in, though. In San but Diego. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Okay, I just got shivers. Look, I have goosebumps. <laughs> I have goosebumps. Here's why. Do you know right where on. I lived? Thirty second Street. I lived in Point Loma. Point Loma, okay. Yeah. On Cape May Avenue, mm-hmm. at where the hill goes up, and then when you go down, you're in Point Loma. And I worked on Shelter Island, at a at a hotel, and all the ships we the ships went right by our window every day. We saw all the Navy guys. Everybody, I bet yeah, I saw you. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Those were some wild times. <laughs> oh, that was a man. fun. That was a fun time to live in San Diego. Oh, oh my bet. god! Yeah, it was, trips- it was in oh, the seventies. Was in the seventies. Right on. And the trips to Tijuana were pretty nice too. Did you yeah, ever go down to 70s, Tijuana? You either you either were just a normal person or you were a hippie. There was nothing else. He was one or the other. I can dig that. That's what I chose mean. hippie. I love yeah, it. I love too. it. I me love too. it. Me too. Oh, Sherry, I could talk to you. I could talk to you. Heart. We could talk to you all night. Yeah, uh, but no I doubt. want everyone to know how they can get in touch with you, how they can actually get on this program, get your menu list and, 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 and all the great things that you provide. So the best thing to do is to send me an email. And it's um, share, S-H-E-R, like the beginning of my name. It's share the gift. Ooh. at gmail.com Ooh, and you can go on so my at share the gifts um um instagram and i have a balance for life uh facebook group but it's balanced with the number four okay and then life perfect, because perfect. four is one of my lucky numbers okay i love it awesome okay. awesome well cool i could cool. talk to you guys forever this i know so this was this was so great um so we're definitely gonna have to do it again yes right i was just gonna say so anytime you want to invite me back, I'm there. Awesome. Right on. Awesome. Well, right yeah, on. we appreciate you uh, coming on the show, everybody. Make sure, yeah, email her. Um, I, I'm. I probably need. I want to. I want to see this list. Yeah, I, I, I want to see, see this, the, this list of foods that that we should be eating. I'm really yeah, I mean, I, whatever you need, you know, just get in touch with me for sure, and I'll make it. I'll make it. I make everything work for your life. Oh, I like so that. So don't I worry. Like that. I like that. Perfect. All so right. you're kind of like a wellness rebel in a sense. That's what <laughs> that's what I wanted to say earlier. Kind of like a wellness rebel. And uh, a wellness rebel. Oh, they yeah. love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, kind of march to the beat of your own drum. We like that. We like that kind of stuff. Forever. Here. Yeah. Forever. I mean, since I was Forever. a kid, you know, yeah. I was a rebel. Because mm-hmm. like if, if adults talk crazy to me and it didn't sound right, I'd be like, yeah, no, not doing yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, We're branches of the same tree. Branches yes, of the same tree. 100%. Yeah. And that's what we like to I mean, that's that's what we're all about, extended family. So you're our extended family out in Cali. I know. Yeah, I love so. it. I'm so happy. For sure. Oh, yeah. For sure. I'm all so right, happy. Well, I know you. I mean, you, these smiles on your face are like just delicious. 
<laughs> thank you thank so you. very much. Thank you very much. Well, um, like, like I said, we appreciate having you on. Everyone out there, make sure you check her out. Um, her Facebook page, follow her on Instagram, shoot her email so you can get some of this greatness. Uh, and we will be back next week. But everyone out there, make sure you subscribe to our new streaming platform, Akasha Flicks. Akasha at Flicks. www.akashaflix.com. It's $9.99 a month for unlimited access to all of the content that we have. All of it. And we have everything. So make sure that you check it out. We got my man's cooking show on there, Definition ooh, of Flavor, ooh, the podcast. I got to watch that. Yes, yes, yes. It, oh, it's, yeah. it's definitely the, the place to be. Conscious content for the mind, body, and soul. What you want to say to him, brother? Hey, man, push love, man. Push love. Uh, be happy. You know what I'm saying? Um, get to know yourself. Uh do the um do the inside out work, you know what I'm saying? Heal from the inside out, man. There's a lot of people out there that needs to be that need to be on the path of healing, man. Let's um let's shoot in that direction. Yeah, like we say, we're all healing in process. Right on. Yeah, all just right. stay positive and stay balanced. Yes, absolutely, yes, yes. absolutely. We are out of here. Peace. Peace.